Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Back here on WEEI, I'm John Lyons, alongside Nick Fitzy-Stevens. We have Nico behind the glass as well. We've talked a lot of Celtics and Patriots so far in today's show. But the Red Sox, Fitzy, they are back mm-hmm. in spring training. And on the Harbor One hotline, I want to bring in Jen McCaffrey of The Athletics. She's been down in Fort Myers, and she can tell us all about the Red Sox and what's been going on with them. Jen, thanks for taking the time. Welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How you doing? Not too bad. How's uh, things been down at Fort Myers? I actually got back to Boston on Friday, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a productive two weeks for them, I guess. Um, you know, they seem to kind of get a lot done down there in the time before games started. So now we'll see if it actually all kind of comes to fruition, all the planning and preparation and work that they put in. Yeah, and I'm sure it was nice that it wasn't you know 30 degrees down there. Like it's been up here, Jen. I'm a little jealous of you. But... Well, it was actually like 55 for most of the time, so it wasn't it wasn't all that warm for a while, so it was kind of annoying, but it did it did warm up towards the end. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I would like to actually get to, to real baseball stuff here, Jen, and you wrote an interesting piece in The Athletic about the Red Sox run prevention unit and their real focus on that. And last year, the Red Sox, I mean, their pitching staff, 24th in ERA, 24th in opponent batting average. They, you know, hits allowed per nine innings. They were 25th. So this run prevention unit that you took a look at, how much of a difference do you expect this to make on their pitching staff this season? Yeah, so I guess um, sort of to kind of backtrack a bit, basically, you know, when Breslow was hired, he was, you know, the, the pitching guru. Everybody kind of saw him as the one revamping the entire, you know, pitching infrastructure and, you know, as his job with chief, as chief baseball officer, he's kind of got a lot of a lot of work to do, obviously, in a lot of different departments. So he kind of kind of hired a group of people to sort of reorganize, um, you know, the pitching infrastructure in his kind of, uh, you know, it, with using his thoughts and sort of his, uh, um, you know, level of expertise. And that's kind of how um, he got. Andrew Bailey to kind of come on and be pitching coach. Um, obviously they're great friends from years past and had played together, but Bailey had been in San Francisco and um, following that they hired a director of pitching, which is what Breslow had been in Chicago um, previously before he became an assistant GM before he was hired by the Red Sox. And so the two of them sort of spearheaded this, what they ended up calling this run prevention unit. Bailey's a very high energy guy and kind of wanted a, a little nickname to sort of, um, you know, I guess kind of unify the group. So it was the two, Willard and Bailey, as along with Jason Veritek, the bullpen coach, Kevin Walker, and then a couple analysts on the team to sort of um, 
look at everything from all sides. So it was obviously from the field side, but also from the analytical and medical side of like how they could get more out of the group of pitchers that they have. That's really been a big theme this spring. Obviously everybody's been very um, critical as they should be of the team for not adding more pitching, you know, obviously with Blake Sell and Jordan Montgomery still out there, but um, you know, Bailey and his group can only work with what they have. So basically they took, you know, they sat down with Breslow in the beginning of the off season and kind of talked with Breslow about his thoughts, but then sort of they were the ones tasked with like implementing the whole thing. So they spent hours and hours and hours, uh, you know, one of them estimated hundreds of hours on Zooms this winter. They didn't even meet in person until winter weekend um, and basically mapped out these player plans for um, each uh, pitcher on the, not only on the 40 man roster, but all the minor league signees. Um, so it was about, you know, 35 pitchers, um, and obviously some were still kind of coming into the system as spring training started, um, and basically just laying out all these kind of goals and, and projects that they wanted each pitcher to work on to kind of just get more out of themselves. And so, yeah, the guys so far in spring training have been very receptive, and there's been seems to have been a lot of buy-in, um, you know, and, and just a lot of energy and kind of focus. They've kind of implemented just – different sort of um, drills and things like that to kind of, again, get more out of the guys. And um, like I said, so far, you know, they seem to have been really um, positive feedback from, you know, Whitlock and Pavetta and Winkowski and and any number of guys on the, on the staff, but obviously it only matters if all of this, you know, um, comes to fruition, not only in spring games, but obviously in the regular season. Jen McCaffrey from The Athletic, kind enough to join Fitzy and Lions on WEEI on a beautiful winter Sunday via the Harbor One hotline. Uh, so, you know, Jen, just to, just stepping away from the media aspect and trying to look at it as a baseball fan, which is how we all grew up before we got into whatever respective angles of the business we now find ourselves in. Baseball, spring training means the sun is coming out soon, and spring means summer is around the corner, and we look forward to the relief, the joy, going to the ballpark, everything that makes baseball so special and why we loved it in the first place. And it feels like already there is this resignation. It's like it's not Red Sox nation. It's it's resign, Red Sox resignation right now that this team is going to underwhelm, underperform. Fan, fan base-wise, it seems like people are already starting to check out, and we've only had but a spring training game thus far, and we got a split squatter today as well, and it's late February. And... Tying this into something Raphael Devers said um, earlier this week when he basically was one of many to say, like, yeah, this team needs more. We let them know, um, and they sort of seem to sit on their hands all winter long. Is, is there, is, was there a feeling, did you get any sort of vibe from the team that they're kind of already down and out on things, or is there a sense of opt, some sense of optimism about this team that they'll maybe surprise people with the caliber of their play and the quality of the lineup this season? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's both. I think that they are frustrated, you know, and as you said, you know, Devers was as vocal as I've ever heard him. I've covered him since the beginning of his career, and I was very surprised that he was as um, just outspoken um, about the team not adding, you know, enough to the lineup, enough to the rotation. Um, And I think there is some of that. At the same time, um, you know, I think a lot of these guys are kind of uh, heading into the season trying to prove something. You know, they are, you know, guys 
don't want to head into a season and just play 162 for nothing. So right. I think there is sort of some sort of, you know, we want to we want to try to show people that we are good enough, even if the team, you know, didn't want to invest fully in us. Like maybe there's some sort of we want to prove to them, too, that, you know, um, we're good enough to continue adding to this team, whether it is, you know, in spring training here or later in the season, if they kind of come together and somehow are still, you know, in it at the trade deadline. So I think I do think it's kind of a both. I don't think it's super cut and dry, but guys have been, you know, there there has been, I think, some surprise that there wasn't more additions, especially since some of these guys are still out in the market. You know, Montgomery's wife is um, a dermatology resident and kind of in Boston for her for residency. And so it seems like, you know, he's right there. And why are they not adding? They're well below the luxury tax threshold. You know, there's so many factors of it's just been a strange um, process with that. Um, but at the same time, I think these guys do have egos and do kind of want to prove that, you know, we we can do this. So I, I think it's sort of um, been a little bit down the middle. I don't think there's like anarchy in the clubhouse and, you know, they're, you know, um, you know, going against, you know, ownership and, and Cora and all that. But at the same time, I think that they're trying to um, they're they're frustrated, but also trying to prove them prove themselves at the same time. Jen, I want to follow up on that because you mentioned Jordan Montgomery and of course Blake Snell is still available as a free agent. Dylan Cease is still available via trade. There's been a lot of frustration in Red Sox nation. They haven't got one of those guys and they weren't able to get Yamamoto in December. Is there one of the, like you mentioned Montgomery and his wife, you know, being in Boston in her residency. Do you get a sense that eventually they'll get something done with Montgomery or trade for Cease or bring in Snell? Or is it kind of like, Hey, this is what we have and we're just going to move forward with what we have. They, they've they sort of kind of left the door open, and I don't know if that's just them trying to, again, you know, make it seem like they're more invested than they are. They've been, you know, in talks with, or how many times have we heard them say that they've, you know, that they were in the mix for a certain guy. Um, but so it doesn't sound – it. it it's 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 a, it's tricky, you know. There's these guys out there. They've been talking with these guys. We've, you know, uh, various reporters have had different reports, whether they're in or they're out. You know, I the people that I've talked to seem that they they're still they're still right there in the mix. They're not um, they're not completely closing the door. It sounds like they're just sort of playing the waiting game. And you know, obviously Scott Boris, who's got a lot of these top free agents. Um, is doing the same thing on his end. So, you know, how long is it going to take until one side breaks? Um, I don't, I don't think they're completely out of the mix. I, I think I would be surprised if they did add only because they've talked about just the pay, keeping the payroll down and, um, you know, just not giving, giving uh, Craig Breslow parameters to work within for the payroll. So it, they're kind of like towing the line on, on, uh, what they're trying to do here. So it's, uh, it's tricky. I don't know. I, at this point, at one point, several weeks ago, I thought for sure they were not going to be adding any more. They seem to have sort of backed off that hard line stance of not adding any more. So is it going to be, maybe the trade for cease is, is sort of still on the table. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a, a very weird spring spring training in that sense. And not just in the Red Sox, you know, clubhouse, but across baseball, because a lot of these top players are still out there. So it's, 
it, there's just a lot of uncertainty of how this is all going to land and how these guys, to be honest, how these guys are going to ramp up. Obviously, they're doing workouts on their own, but it is kind of strange to be, you know, a few weeks into spring training now, and these guys haven't even found teams. Like, you sort of have to at some point start to be concerned about their workload and if they're going to be, you know, ramped up for games and kind of getting into things, so um, into their workouts, getting in, learning, you know, new new systems with new teams. There's There's got to be some sort of, soft deadline or, or hard deadline, I guess, to to kind of get all this done to make sure that these guys are ready for the start of the season. Yeah, there's always this thing to cross sports momentarily where the free agents in football hold out. John, we've seen this a lot happen where guys show up late to camp and then they get their big deal, and next thing you know, like second game of the season, it's like, and this guy's got a torn hamstring, and he wasn't in football shape per yeah. se. And, Jen, I wonder, too, if a lot of these guys will be in baseball shape Back to all, and they're and they're all Boris clients, and he's holding his cards extremely close to the vest, seemingly thinking that he's just going to be able to make double pay for all these guys. When I'm sure Jordan Montgomery at this point would just like to get back to baseball as well. And you get all these teams that are like, well, at this point you're going to hold on the money, then you're going to be out. Um, back to the offensive side of things, uh, I saw that there was this fellow by the name of Mark Contreras who's like uh, ripping the cover off the ball early, so everyone's going to immediately fall in love with him and think, hey, there's our there's my new spring training crush, but. Is there anyone you saw hitting, uh, fielding, et cetera, any, any offensive stars maybe that we're overlooking or that we aren't really thinking of now because people are just focusing on the, the discontent of uh, not getting a power bat in right or not adding more starting pitching in the offseason? You know, I know this one's probably not all that exciting, but I do think Bobby Dahlbeck has a legitimate chance to make the team sort of to back up at first base for – uh, Tristan Casas. Um, he always seems to sort of have a good spring. You saw him have two hits yesterday, and you know you don't really read too much into early spring numbers or really spring numbers in general. It's more about sort of just the overall process. But they've been really, you know, high on him this spring. You know, obviously new uh, baseball management, so maybe there's a different thought process with what he can bring. Um, but it has been, you know, for as much as we. T- it's you know seems like a certainty he's going to get traded this winter or be part of a package this winter or they're going to designate him for assignment because he didn't come up at all or you know not until the very very end last year and had a you know pretty decent triple a season um they he seems to be right in the mix core is talking about him and you know he's been playing in games and is kind of shifting around first to third like he does and also you know been working on flexibility and, and being getting some outfield reps as well so um, that one kind of, you know, from the beginning of the, the off season until now, that one stood out to me just because it does, did seem like they were kind of ready to, you know, uh, move on from him, to be honest. But it seems like he's he's got a, a chance at this point to, to kind of win a, a, a bench role. And then, you know, any number of guys that are sort of, um, you know, still in the mix that you saw a lot last year, like Pablo Reyes seems like he's going to have a pretty, um, you know, significant role off the bench this season. And um, Von Grissom is the guy, obviously, they traded, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chris Sale for. And so he's kind of been delayed a little bit with some hamstring stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see how much that's going to affect him in the early, you know, early week or two and how, you know, they might fill that if, if that becomes something more. It doesn't sound like it will. Um, but, you want to see a new guy in the, in the, you know, a new guy to the organization and someone that's going to be here for a while. So I ha- we haven't really been able to see a ton of him. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm curious to see kind of how he plays out. Um, I'll be, be back down there in a few days, and I kind of want to see if he's going to be into games yet. Uh, same with Yoshida, to be honest. Yoshida's dealing with a little 
um, you know, arm soreness, I guess, guess at the end of last season, and they've been working with him to kind of build up his arm strength. So we haven't seen um, as much of him. Um, he's supposed to be getting into games in the outfield and um, in, in the in, in DH uh, DHing like around March first. So um, not anyone um, that super stood out so far. You know, in terms of guys completely off the radar. I think more on the pitching side is where you're going to find more of those guys. Um, Benitez, Olivares, you know, um, the guy they got in from in the Verdugo trade, Greg Weiser, Isaiah Campbell's a guy that's probably going to be in the bullpen mix is who they traded for him at the beginning of the off season for the second baseman, Luis Reyes. Um, so I think you'll see maybe some more unfamiliar names that stand out um, on the pitching side, but so far on the offensive side, it's been a lot of uh, familiar names and maybe that'll change once, you know, we get a little deeper into spring training. All right, she is Jen McCaffrey of The Athletic. Jen, I really appreciate you taking the time on here with me and Fitzy. Great insight, and uh, we hope to have you back on again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you very much, Jen. That was nice. Uh, All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.